With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're live. Yeah, he he named his thing monkeys. Are you serious, man? <laughs> oh man, thanks again for checking out another edition of Dead End Sports. Welcome to the place where sports opinions collide. I'm the host, Twelve Kyle, and you are locked in for the next two hours. Uh, some of the best sports talk that you will find. Uh, we, of course, are interactive. Uh, if you have any questions. Any comments, you can join us. We encourage each and every one of you to join us in the live chat. Just go to youtube.com backslash uh, Dead End Sports. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Um, also, I will not be doing this show alone. Of course, joined by the fellas, the crew. Uh, you know them. You love them. Uh, Ken, BZ, what up, fellas? What up? What up, though? Good. What up? What up, man? And I'm assuming FIFO is on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can hear me. My mic sounds nice. I'm good. Check one. Yeah, you good. All Check right. two. Oh. Yeah, man. So uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, uh, the NBA playoffs are in full effect, the NBA draft lottery. Uh, the lineups are now set, uh, so we know who's going to be selecting and when. We don't know who's going to get drafted, but great talk nonetheless. Uh, as I mentioned, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Major League Baseball is in the news. we got a lot of golf news. Whatever you want to talk about, as I mentioned at the top, if you uh, have a question, make sure that you shoot us to, shoot it to us uh, at on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. Uh, shoot us a tweet, and we will read your questions live on the air. If for some reason you're watching this after the broadcast, make sure you subscribe and follow us on all the socials. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. Uh, we're just about anywhere. We might be in your backyard. Uh, nonetheless, um, you know what, man? Instead of starting off with basketball, Ken, I got a question for you, man. What's up? Yeah, you you've played baseball, you've coached baseball. Um, this whole Jose Bautista uh, getting rocked in the face. For those of you watching, who if you haven't seen it, this past Sunday, uh, Jose Bautista from the uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, you if you remember last year in the playoffs, uh, Bautista was you know infamous for the uh, bat flip. Uh, as his home run, his, his game-winning home run knocked out the Rangers. Excuse me, knocked out the, uh, yeah, the Texas Rangers. Well, Bautista plays for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Now, keep in mind that the Blue Jays and the Rangers uh, have played each other, and this was, I think, the last game that they played on Sunday. Uh, the, Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers then decide to hit Jose Bautista. Bautista goes to first, and he is, there's a routine ground ball. He goes into second, which is 
an illegal slide because he tried to take out the second baseman. Uh, I think his name is Ruid, Ruid uh, Oder. So he, t- he tried to take Oder out. Oder throws the ball to first place, and he gets up. Bautista, yeah, for a double play. Bautista bucks up and walks up on Oder like, like, like dude, you tried to hit me with the ball. And proceeds to get knocked the hell out. <laughs> Ken, have you ever seen anything like that in baseball? Not that clean. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've been watching baseball a long time. I had to cover baseball when I uh, covered sports back when I worked in the sports department when I did uh, news. Mm-hmm. And you see fights all the time, a little bit more than we do now. I've, I've, and you'll see, like, when the brawl is happening, You'll see punches here and there, right? <clears throat> in, in, in a miss between, you know, a lot of people. Right. I haven't seen right. one that clean. Like, the cameraman caught that one perfectly. And in today's era of social media, Vine, Instagram, Sports Center, it went everywhere. Everywhere. Like, that looked like a professional punch. And and, and this is this is like... It's like the the classic, you know, when people get up there and some people, you know, um, talk back and forth, but not really wanting to fight. Mm-hmm. Right, right, uh, right. Kind of pushing and stuff like that. You know, right. somebody come behind you and push them into them, and then you know, right. you just kind of push, get off me. Hey, he pushed me. This was kind of like that. Except, Oda wasn't pushing. Oda was like, as soon as Bautista demonstrated like he was ready to even put his hands up. He got clocked. Yeah, right. He wasn't taking any chances. Got his shades knocked off, got his helmet knocked off. Yeah, yeah. So that tells me that Older has been in some situations before. And he wasn't taking any chances, man. So he went for it first. And and, <clears throat> and it was it was a great punch, man. And I, I didn't get a chance to say it, but I heard he, he, he caught a couple of more people afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And Brawl as well. Yeah, I couldn't see any of those. But, but yeah, man, that was that was something else, man. And I got to tell you, I know this is wrong to say, but that's the most people have talked about baseball this year. That's true. <laughs> and, and, and we're leading hey, our, hey, we're leading our broadcast. Damn, the truth. Damn. <laughs> What what was your take on it, B? I mean, you you play baseball too, man. A hard slide again. By baseball's definition, it was an illegal slide. But Bautista, I guess, had a reason to be upset because they waited until last game to hit him as retribution from the bat flip of last year. Uh, what what were your thoughts when you saw it? I, I'm surprised his legs didn't buckle when he fell down. I'm surprised he was still <laughs> on his feet after he got clocked with a clean. I mean, he hit him like. Like right here, man. You got a fist coming at you full speed like that. Yeah, I'm shocked he didn't. I'm I shocked. I'm shocked his legs didn't buckle and he stumbled on the ground. Like I'm glad he still. I was, you know, that was cool. He still came at him and like the punch didn't phase him. But man, man, yeah, that was that was something else, man. Like it was just like Ken says in this social media era we in. That's how I found out about it. Like it just took yeah, off so yeah. fast. Like it was just like what the heck. And all you start seeing was the gifts. The memes, the, I mean everything. I was just like, "What?" And then, of course, then once Sports Center came on, he got fouled and won. Um, so when Sports Center came on, 
it would they of course that was like the the top segment like like Ken, Ken said it perfectly. This is the most that MLB has been talked about so far this season, which is I mean yeah it's still early in the season you know it's still right. with each other but still it's like no one was really talking about baseball at all. But this happened. Oh, this was headlines everywhere. I mean baseball MLB guys was loving this because this was the most attention that this sport was getting. You know, so far as of right now, while the NBA is still going on, NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs is going on. So, yeah, I just I was just surprised that my man he didn't timber like a tree when he got when he got caught. Right, that was, that was I was more surprised by that than the punch itself. I'm like, damn, he he didn't buckle. Like usually, sometimes you get clocked, your legs gonna buckle, man, and you just you right, just, you just timber, man, you just timber. And I thought I thought he was I thought one of his teammates was gonna have to catch him. You know what I'm saying? Just from from that punch. So, yeah, I, I'm just that's what I say. I'm just more shocked. I was just more surprised by that. And, and joining us now, man, the fourth member of the crew, my man FIFA. FIFA, what's going on, Playboy? Yo, what's good, Kyle? FIFA. Yo, yo, FIFO. can you hear me? What up? What up? Yeah, yeah, I got what's you, good? bro. What's up? What's going on? What's good, man. Chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? Like every week, working, grinding, no watching doubt, the game. No doubt. No doubt. What What did you think about the base brawl? I know you you're very familiar with baseball. Big fan. Played it growing up, man. What, what did you think when you saw that punch? Nah, is is the complete opposite. Didn't play growing up. Not a big fan. Just follow all the Cuban guys because I'm Cuban. Um, okay. But uh, <clears throat> obviously, you know, I don't even watch baseball, but I know exactly what happened, and I saw it. Saw 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 it on social media. Saw it, you know what I'm saying, ESPN. Um, I'll put it to you like this. Everybody covered how great the punch was because it was a great punch. And I am surprised B, his knees didn't buckle. <laughs> man. I'm going to clap it up for Beltry, man, because if it wasn't for him grabbing Bautista after that, it it, it might have it been really nights out. And, yo, like he might have had some head trauma for real. Because after he got clocked and he kind of stumbled back, Belchie grabbed him and said, yo, bro, you good. You good. You know what I'm saying? So he really right. is back on that. He really – and he kind of kept them out the brawl. Because, yo, you get hit like that, even though you didn't fall, you dazed and confused a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. at least a little bit. You know the jaw hurt. You saw him move that tongue around his mouth. <laughs> you saw that thing poking around. He felt that, man. That was a oh, man. And look, man, I, I don't – you know, I don't watch baseball like that. So I didn't know, you know, baseball really has a history of fighting. I, you know, you see the brawls and stuff like that. A couple times you see a couple punches, but I ain't never seen nothing like that. I ain't never seen nothing where it's like me and you squared up, you know. And I think Bautista, if you're going to do something like that, you have to kind of expect that. Right, you know right. Especially how they was feeling regarding the bat flip. And then you came out here. Obviously, they hit you. You came out here with the illegal, you know what I'm saying, slide. You got to come up. Like fist, you know what I'm saying? Fist. He had an open hand to Odor's chest. Like, bro, like you're not just gonna come out and go, oh yeah, yeah. No, he hit you with a fastball, man. That is real. Mm-hmm. And then you coming out here trying to hit somebody's legs. That means you gotta come up and be like, what's good? What's good? Mm-hmm. You know what he might not be that type dude, but Odor was. And, and you know, hopefully he learns from his life experience. Next time you try to be. You know what I'm saying? A little grimy or whatever and revenge and all that. You better come with closed hands because an open hand ain't going to do nothing, bro. You're going to get clocked again. Boy, you that that is so true. I think 
<laughs> Brand Nubian said it best, man. Punks jump up to get beat down. I think, and before we get into the basketball talk, I think one of the biggest things that we learned is that, you know, and we talked, we did a show about this last year, about some of the unwritten rules in baseball. Um, I, I think, you know, when you, when you get past the punch, I think there's levels of blame all the way around. I think the Raptors, I mean, not the Raptors, the Rangers should not have waited this long. If they were going to hit Bautista, they, like I said, this was the last game of the year that they were going to play Toronto, you know, unless they meet in the playoffs. They could have did it, you know, the first game of the season. They could have did the first game of this particular series. Um, I think, this, if I'm not mistaken, this was like the seventh time they've played this year. So my thing is, if you want to get that done, get it done if you're trying to send a message. I, we, we understand that there's unwritten rules in baseball. My thing is this, too. Bautista did that last year. This is a whole new, different year. The Blue, the Blue Jays have a different team. The Rangers have a different team, so forth and so on. Uh, I think Bautista, that was an illegal slide. So, you know, Oder, you know, he felt some kind of way. First of all, he probably doesn't like Bautista. And then the fact that he felt like uh, that Bautista tried to take his legs out from under him, you know, and so he felt some kind of way. So he was already amped up anyway. I mean, like, he was ready to throw them things anyway. And then lastly, you know, Bautista, Bautista said he was surprised that he got punched. Um, last time I checked, <laughs> if you run up on somebody, no, no lie. He said, he said that honestly, he said he was surprised that he got punched. And I'm like, dude, if you step to somebody, you should know you're going to get punched. So it's, you know, it's blame all the way around. I, and to be honest, I don't necessarily blame older. I mean, somebody run up on you, you're going to have to throw them things. And <laughs> I thought the funny part about it was they asked Oder if he was going to apologize. He said, hell no, I'm not apologizing. So <laughs> it is what it is, man. Um, so, yeah, so we, we'll, we'll get more baseball talk in. We've, you know, we've gotten a couple of emails and tweets about, you know, you guys don't ever talk baseball. To be honest, baseball is a long season. You guys know we know baseball. We're going to talk baseball. There's going to be more baseball talk as we go along, but – we're right in the middle of the, uh, the NBA playoffs, so. Um, but that's a great story to lead off with, man. Uh, tonight's title, <laughs> Little Monkeys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't name the show. Just, just so y'all know, I didn't name the show. Uh, I guess we can start with last night's game. At the time of this recording, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers seem to be slamming the hell out of. Every time I look up, I see a slam dunk. Um, they're slamming the hell out of the Toronto Raptors right now. It looks like they're by 19 um, in the second quarter. So you may hear some reaction from us as we're broadcasting live but also watching the game. Uh, but last night's game, uh, the Golden State Warriors battle, the uh, OKC Thunder. Uh, the Thunder steal game one. They go into Oracle, get the win. Uh, FIFO, man, your thoughts on what happened last night? Um, You know, I think that third quarter – was extremely pivotal. Um, the first half, OKC had 10 turnovers. They averaged 18 turnovers against Golden State. You're not going to beat Golden State getting almost 20 turnovers a game, and they were on pace for that. Second half, they only had one turnover, and in that third quarter, Russell Westbrook scored 19 points. I feel mm -hmm. like for some reason in this game, when Golden State had the momentum, typically they put more gas on that fire. And they did it. They kind of, they kind of eased up. And one, once Russell got going, it, it, it was like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and 
that's why he was in the top three in MVP voting. Um, but I thought what was interesting, and I feel like he does not get enough flack for this, is KD. Because there was a pivotal stretch where yeah. he was like 0 for Ooh. 6 or 0 for 7. He was over, he 0 for 8. Stop. He was over 8, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the fourth <clears> quarter with like three minutes or some change to go, uh, Russell Westbrook was also 0 for 2 during that stretch. But KD, a lot of times, you know, they talk about clutch. Yeah, he might make the last shot, but kind of to seal the game, he disappears a lot. He, he really does. And mm-hmm. I think you saw it last night. When you are a former MVP, you know, when, when, when you are considered a top three player in the NBA, you got to make those shots down the stretch because you know they're coming to you. You know they're coming to you. And, and, and I feel like, you know, obviously he's going to take the shots. You're not going to tell him not to take them. And if you're not making jumpers, then you got to do something else. You got to do right. something else. Off of, you're a seven-foot shooting guard. You're a seven-foot shooting guard. Figure that thing out, man. Figure that thing out. I, You know, and, and to me, yeah, he made the shot to, you know, kind of put the last nail in there and really seal it. But, bro, you could have been sealed in and won it on the defensive end. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's what championship teams do. I do think this is going to be a seven-game series. Um, I think that, you know, everybody's going to be tested. And at the end of the day, Golden State is going to win. Kenny Smith made a great point. In playoff games, especially when you have two elite teams like this, the games are going to be won in the last two, three minutes of every quarter. Execution, yep. mental toughness, and poise. And that's what it comes down to. I think Golden State is better in that regard. But I'm not going to lie to you. I think in terms of personnel, OKC is better. They're more physical. They're more athletic. You know what I'm saying? They have more intangibles. But the way Golden State is constructed, their mindset, them being former champions plus two-time MVP, and Steph, he's unguardable. We saw some of them threes he hit. I, I-, I got Golden State in seven. No doubt, no doubt. B, what about you, man? Your thoughts on game one of the Western Conference Finals last night? Yeah, uh, man, it was – I didn't really see that coming, man. I didn't think Golden State was going to let that one slip away from them, man. They first game at home, um, you know, and it's amazing how both teams didn't really shoot that good. Like, you know, like – No, 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 not at all. You know, so it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, man, how – we might be in for a long series because if, if both teams had a bad shooting night, it's just at the end, you know, Durant finally hit a couple of bats because Durant was looking real iffy in that fourth quarter, man. And but he hit he hit some he hit like two big shots for um for uh, OKC that that really kind of was like the dagger as, as well as Westbrook. Like like people said in the third quarter, Westbrook just turned it up. Like he really turned it up and took it to him and. You know they 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 put it out. You know rebounding rebounding also th- another thing that helped them out is like uh, OKC a lot out too. So you know I'm just really interested to see how it's gonna be once once both once either team starts shooting well. Like if you know Curry, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too, man. Curry gotta he really gotta calm down his turnovers. Like his turnovers is freaking terrible. You cannot. This is the Western Conference Finals. You cannot be turned over the ball like this. I mean some of the passes. That Stephen Curry was doing was like, dude, what are you thinking? Like, what, what, you know, it was just kind of like one of those, what are you thinking type of passes? Like, you really thought that that was going to get past fast, fast Russell Westbrook 
and he wasn't gonna see that and pick that off and go the other way. Like, come on, um, come on, Stephen Curry, you got you you better than that. So, yeah, that's that's one thing. I think he had like half of their turnovers, half of the team turnovers. I think he had seven. Yeah, yeah, he had uh he had eight turnovers. I think eight. Okay, he had eight turnovers. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah, he seven. Okay, seven. Eight. Yeah, so see, I was right. Seven. Yeah, seven turnovers, man. Like that's like half of, of the whole squad turnovers. You cannot you cannot do that. And you the point guard too. That you you you. I'm pretty sure the team and your coaches are saying like, yo. You cannot turn the ball over like this. You can't make mistakes. This is this the this the WCF man. You you gotta you gotta be ready. You trying to get that trip to the finals. You don't want no historical season go down the drain by y'all not getting eliminated by OKC. So and that's it's funny because I tweeted this earlier. I said, wouldn't that be crazy if OKC take out two of the team's best regular season records? You know, in Spurs and um Warriors like and to make their way to the finals like that would be crazy like. For them to take out the Spurs, who won 67 games, and then turn right back around and beat the Warriors, the 73, you know, win Warriors. So I, I thought that would be kind of interesting if, if, if the OKC can pull that off. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna still go with my original pick. I, I I had Warriors winning in six, but you know, they the pressure's on them going tomorrow. Mm -hmm. the pressure is definitely on OKC because you do not. Because if you're OKC, you like cool, we got one, like. Bet we not, right, right. You know, not saying they they gonna come slacking because I'm pretty sure OKC gonna come to play. But like now, the pressure's on Golden State because if you lose this game and going into crazy OKC arena, you know, down you know O two and you figure you OKC, yeah, we just get one of these games. We up three one, we sitting pretty. So mm -hmm. yeah, the pressure is on Golden State tomorrow. <laughs> they better play like they got some sense and they better calm down on turnovers. You know, I'm really interested to see how good, how well the teams are going to be shooting this second game because they they shot terrible game one. Both both teams, both teams did. So, right. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was very entertaining. I'll tell you that much. That, and that's what I'm hoping. I want a bloodbath. <laughs> what about you, Ken? Early thoughts on game one of the Western Conference Finals? <clears throat> well. Um, OKC, they are not afraid of, of the Golden State Warriors. They could have won two of the three games they played this year, and they really feel like they are the better team. And, you know, Westbrook and Durant, you know, they wanted, um, they wanted uh, the Warriors. And that matters. You know, whether or not they can beat them is one thing, but – Going into this game, you know, when you're playing the Warriors, you got to have that confidence. And, you know, what people say all the time over and over again, basketball is a game of confidence. And, um, you know, you just beat the Spurs, so up next to the Warriors, you played them well in the regular season, and now it's just taking, you know, the lessons learned from that and apply it to the postseason. And, um, and they just didn't quit, man. Westbrook had a terrible half. They were turning the ball over, typical OKC. And um, typical at times, Golden State showed up in the second half where they uh, the script was flipped and they started turning the ball over uh, multiple times. And and Westbrook was an absolute monster in the third quarter, mm -hmm. and you know um, and he really helped bring them back just with his energy, his effort, his belief. And and thinking about that game and thinking about Steph's fourth quarter. I'm wondering if Westbrook's effort in the third quarter, you know, caused a little fatigue on Steph Curry because he got a couple <clears> of fouls on Steph when Steph, you know, tried to guard Westbrook. And um, 
and that may have taken some 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 you know some of his energy. You know, he's one for six in the fourth quarter, which is you know not usual for Steph Curry. We don't expect that. You know, once he hit that that first, that three from the corner, I was like, oh, here they come. You know, because you expected at some point Golden State was going to make that run, and it never happened. And they played Golden State ball. I know Curry said that. You know, they took some quick shots and some, you know, got a little bit out of character, but that's what they do. It just didn't fall. Um, so, um, I, I thought it was, uh, I, you know, what the other thing I thought it was interesting is a lot of people didn't give OKC a chance. And granted, they could very well go lose the next four, but right. it was complete disrespect towards Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook because a lot of people were predicting blowouts. Even when the first half was going, when they were up 13, they were like, oh, this is going to get ugly. And you have to give OKC a lot of credit to come back, to fight back, to survive punch after punch after punch from OKC um, to win that game in spite of how bad they executed down the stretch, including the missed, you know, travel. But, you know, that's neither – I mean, it was a big call. But, um, but for them to pull their game out, man, uh, speaks volumes to – what they've learned in the regular season, losing all of those big leagues and learning from that and applying it in the playoffs. They got to do it three more times. But um, but to get that first win, to put uh, go to state in this 0-1 hole, uh, something that they're not accustomed to, I'm with B, totally. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on go to state. And they haven't lost back-to-back games this season. So we'll see what happens from here. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But you got – look, OKC has won – Three road games in San Antonio and 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 go and at the Oracle, that's quite an accomplishment. Um, Very much so. so. Uh, as far as you know, and I totally agree with with FIFO about KD. I'm not going to even uh, elaborate much more on that. He said it perfectly. Um, I'm in total agreement. He 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 just got to do something else. Um, but um, B and I, we we were texting yesterday around three o'clock. B, who did I pick to win the series? They have B, B, B. <laughs> B went to sleep on you. <laughs> well, hey, at three o'clock yesterday, who did I test? Who did I tell you was gonna win this series, B? OKC. Okay, the game. OKC. Okay, you said OKC. Okay, you said OKC okay, and six. That's right. We got one. Oh, hey, Ken. There you go. I'm going there, baby. Ken, 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 yeah, Ken. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it, Ken. Don't do it. Don't do it, Ken. Somebody yeah. got to do it, man. Again, hold, hold on, people. I, I got this. Cause Ken, I happy as hell. He over there smiling. Let me say something, Ken. They can lose it. Ken, you understand how probability works. You're saying that a team that has not lost, that lost nine games over like a five-month span will lose four in a two-week span? Uh, probably not. I mean, I, I much like FIFA, I think it's – I said six. I think it's going to go seven now. Uh, I think – Last night, I, I thought, and, and B touched on it, I, th- I thought both teams didn't play particularly well. I think both teams shot the ball, you know, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well like we're accustomed to seeing. Um, I think some of it could be blamed to rust uh, on both sides. Uh, a lot of bad shots, too. And, and FIFO touched on something that I was, like, personally, my boys were texting me last night. They were killing me because... I said, you know, I had made some comments before the game in our little group text about KD, about how much I love this game. And they were like, well, what's your boy doing now? Just, well, they text me during the game. What's your boy doing now? Your boy's, he's fading. He's, he's choking. And it's like, 
I, I don't know what Durant was doing. I mean, he missed some easy shots. And I don't think, over, as the series goes on, I don't think that he's going to miss those kind of shots. Um, Westbrook struggled, but he got cooking in the, in the third. And I think two things happened in that third quarter. One, he did not back down from Steph. And I think that was key. He, in fact, he went at Steph. And you could kind of see it in his eyes. Like, he was like, look, I'm not backing down. And I like the fact that Steph was going back at him on the other end. Um, another thing I think that, that helped in it, well, actually hurt Golden State in the third quarter, I think they sat too long. They really didn't get much out of their bench. And, you know, I've been very critical of uh, uh, Scott Brooks, not Scott Brooks, uh, Billy, <laughs> Billy Donovan. Donovan. I've been very, we've been very, Kenny, you and I both have been very critical of Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan actually got a lot out of Cantor last night. He got a lot out of his bigs. When Golden State went small, he stayed big, and, you know, it didn't necessarily kill him. But, you know, Kerr didn't get I mean, Space didn't give you that much. Uh, Ezeli was, you know, he was just out there. Uh, I think he, I think he went, I think Clay and those guys sat too long. And Harrison Barnes, you know, hit a couple shots at the beginning of the game and then was non-existent, you know, throughout the game. So uh, I think I'm hopeful that you that we'll see better basketball on both sides because I thought the game got real sloppy at, at points yesterday, but it was still a good game. Um, I think we're, we're in for a long series. I think, like B said, there's a lot of pressure on Golden State, but if I'm – because I'm playing the defending champs, if you got that killer mentality – you don't just settle for one game. OKC could really win this series if they win game two. But conventional wisdom, a lot of times, and we and I've seen a lot of playoff basketball. Generally speaking, what tends to happen is a team will win one, and you know what they'll say? Hey, we got a game. We we stole one. So now we're going home. We're going to get two. Nah, you can't you can't have that kind of mentality against the the, the champions. You got to want to deliver the knockout blow because conventional wisdom says if that you win twice on their court and then you got to go home, you're at least going to get one at home. So the pressure is on OKC. I mean, the pressure is on Golden State. Don't be surprised if Golden State blows out OKC tomorrow. If Golden, if, if OKC lets their, their guard down. But I think Westbrook and Durant cannot let that happen because game two is very important. If they can win game two, they can win this series. If they don't win game two, then all Golden State has to do is get one on, on their floor, which they're more, more than capable of doing. You don't want to come back to Oakland without home court advantage because home court advantage, and, and, and don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that either team can't win on each other's floor. I think when you get to this point in the playoffs, you're pretty good wherever you play. But I think OKC really has to put the onus on them and put the pressure on Golden State. If you go up 2-0, you're in great shape to win. If you go back home 1-1, mm, not as great a shape. You're in good shape, not great shape. I just think, I'm from the old school, I just think like when you have the champion on the ropes, you got to knock them out because the champion will find a way. And Golden State, this is the first time that we've seen, well, but this is not the first time we've seen Golden State down in the series because they were down last year 2-1 to the Grizzlies, but let's keep it real. <laughs> with a grizzly, we you know we're gonna come back against the Grizzlies, but you know it, it's I think if 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 it's up to Durant and and uh, Westbrook, I think they gotta really step it up and try to put their foot on the gas. But I, I'm I think that what we'll see tomorrow is hopefully better play on both ends. But I thought we got a good and entertaining game last night, back and forth. 
you know, uh, one of you guys mentioned the runs. I don't, to be honest, I don't know that when we see that Golden State run, I don't think that we're going to see that Golden State run where they get up 13, 14, and push it to 20. I don't see that against OKC because OKC is too good of a team, uh, and they're going to make runs too. Uh, I think OKC, their big, the two biggest things they have to do, and we talked about it last week, the two biggest things they have to do, they have to rebound, which they did last night. They killed them on the glass, and they have to keep the turnovers down. I think, like you said, people, 10 turnovers in the first half and then one in the second half, that's great basketball. If you cannot turn the ball over, uh, and conversely, Golden State can't afford to turn the ball over because, you know, those turnovers turn to quick, you know, runouts by Steph and, um, excuse me, by um, Westbrook and Durant. So um, I think we're, looking, we're in for a great game uh, on tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, um, as I mentioned at the – wait. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, Two Cam. things. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Two things I want to address. First, Ken, when, when you were talking about Steve Kerr, when he was complaining about, you know, the shots that they took and everything, listen to what he said because he was 100% right. Flow, pace, body movement, player movement. You're 100% right. They do take quick shots, but it stems from, first off, great defense. Second of all, when they are in offensive sets, they move the ball. Then when they get those turnovers, they can take those quick shots because those guys are in rhythm. And when Steph and Clay are in rhythm from the system – then when you get those turnovers and, and, and you try to convert, those are like layups for them. But that, that didn't happen. They were going for daggers every time. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. didn't have any flow or pace to what they do. They were just trying to run and gun. And they don't play running. They can run and gun, but, but it stems off of running their stuff and then playing great defense and just letting everything else snowball. And, and that didn't happen. But no, but I agree with you where you credit OKC in that defense, though. You know what I'm saying? As well. So I'm not taking anything away from OKC. Second thing, Kyle, what you mentioned was um, Billy Donovan and giving them credit for staying big against Golden State. You definitely got to give them credit. But not every, and I agree with Kenny Smith on this point that he made last night. Not every team has two big guys that have enough lateral quickness to stay with perimeter guys on a consistent basis. Now, you saw Steven Adams guard Clay Thompson on the perimeter. And it's Clay Thompson being the best two guard in the NBA right now. Wow. Um, being the best NBA two guard, uh, being the best two guard in the NBA right now, of course he's going to get by Adams at times. But let's say in 10 possessions where Steven Adams guarded him, it was better than 50% where he held his own. Mm -hmm. There's not many big guys that are seven feet that can do that. Cantor can move, and so can Ibaka. So so they are able to stay big. A team like Cleveland, K-Love and Tristan both have issues with that small lineup. Well, well, we've seen it. Well, K-Love only, you know, twice this year. We didn't see it in the finals, but we know Tristan has – Serious issues against Draymond Green. He he can't guard him. So so I don't think every team can do that. But OKC does have the 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 personnel to do that. And if they execute, that is going to be a problem for them because Draymond and Iguodala cannot out rebound Cantor and Stephen Adams or Ibaka. They just can't. Yeah, and and even when it looked like it wasn't working, when when Cantor got cooked a couple of times, sometimes you have to. Uh, you just have to not back down. And right. I think at one point he did go small, and then he went back to his big lineup, the King Kong lineup, in the fourth quarter. And there were they got a lot of offensive rebounds 
when they needed him to help push the lead, which they needed every single bucket. And that was, if you you guys recall, that was one of the things that I complained about with David Black. His big lineup at times, well, it was working. And as soon as, you know, he went to the so-called death lineup now, uh, he tried to adjust to that and then ultimately ended up losing the series. The last thing, uh, just to address what Kyle was saying about, you know, tomorrow's game, one of the things that I play from that post game is that you're talking about a team that has been to the finals before. These boys are locked in, and they were not satisfied with just one win. They were, And they said that. They were like, we haven't done anything. We won one game. There's no need to chest bump. You know, we have to win a series. We haven't won a championship. We're trying to win a championship. So they understand that they need to go out here and get this game and that they know they'll put Golden State in a serious hole if they get this game. We don't know what's going to happen. Go, You know, you got to look at his – Golden State haven't lost back-to-back games off season, so, you know, more than likely they're going to win. They're the defending champs. But right. Westbrook and Durant, they coming, and they're trying to get that 2-0 lead to go back to OKC to put the pressure on them. Yeah, I, I think I think it's imperative for them to get this win tomorrow. Uh, like I said, it doesn't if they don't get it, but I, if they don't get it, it's not the end of the world. Obviously, you know, because you want to get a split. But I think you you put a, you put that much more pressure on them if they're down 2-0 and they've got to play two in your building, uh, where you you know are lights out at home, and then as opposed to having to you know worry about them trying to steal one. So. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we're going to be locked in tomorrow night as well. I love the fact that the game's on a little earlier so we can get some sleep yeah. <laughs> at the end of the night because <laughs> last night, man, it was over at like quarter to 12, and I was happy. I, I paid for those games last week, boy. I was at work hurting. Um, before we leave this game, man, uh, Stephen Adams, uh, the center for the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, made some comments. Uh, he was speaking to Chris Broussard uh, from ESPN. Uh, Broussard had asked him about, uh, you know, being on the perimeter, having to chase guys, and he made a comment to Broussard. Uh, he was talking about the uh, Golden State Warriors guards, right? And <laughs> he said he's not used to chasing, and he kind of paused, and he said, chasing these little monkeys, and referring to Curry and uh, and uh, Clay Thompson. So... It's never good when you refer to anybody as a monkey. Uh, you definitely don't refer to black people as monkeys. Now, to his credit, Stephen Adams had, you know, profusely apologized. You know, he said it was a bad choice of words. Uh, you know, it, it, he was, you know, apologetic. Um, FIFO, did did you have a problem with it? Are you buying his his apology? Are you okay with what he said? You know, uh, I am, and, and I think it's just a cultural. Thing. Um, because look, man, Stephen Adams, he doesn't come off that type of way. Obviously, he plays in the NBA amongst a whole bunch of black people. Um, I think I know it's not Australia. I always want to say he's from Australia, but he's from um, New Zealand. Um, the South, Zealand. yeah, South Pacific, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from New Zealand, so you know. I, I think there's some monkeys out there, aren't, aren't there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I just, you know what I'm saying? I, I really, I, I really believe. <laughs> I really believe Stupid, that. Yo. I really believe it's a cultural thing. I really didn't. I really, 
I don't think he came off that way. You know what I'm saying? I really think it's a cultural thing. I don't think he meant it in any type of way. Um, at least that's not how it came off to me. Now, obviously, we live in America. We have freedom of speech. There's obviously going to be some people offended. I get it. I'm not going to defend it myself. But I, I, I do understand that the NBA is an international game. And not everybody always knows what, you know, America history is. You know what I'm saying? They don't, in New Zealand, I, I would doubt that they study American history. Why, why would they? You know what I'm saying? They, I, you know, I, I don't know if they would know certain things about us the way we know us. So I, I give them the pass. I, I, I really do. I give them the pass. I, I don't think he meant anything by it. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh, your thoughts on the Stephen Adams quote-unquote controversy? Um, oh, man. I think a lot, you know, a lot, I, I'm, I'm with people, I don't think he really meant it. When I watched it, it didn't come off as, you know, like, wait a minute, like, damn, that was racist as hell. <laughs> Even though you, you're calling, you know, African men, African-American men, black men, monkeys, you know, of course, so right. that in the social media age and, you know, how the society we in, yes, I can see how that can be so super, super sensitive, um, but I just don't think he meant, I didn't, it didn't come off to me as I was just like, well, you know, that's wrong, I, you know, I, I wonder what Ken thinks of this guy, you know how, you know how mm -hmm. Ken, yeah, you know how he, there's, a reason, there's a reason why I asked him, why I'm yeah, asking you know, him so you know how Ken is, I, I, I know, it, but Ken, he really it didn't come up. If it, 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 it probably been like a different player that said something like that, maybe I don't know. It's just like he's like he, he's never striked me as a person that was like, man, <laughs> I'm calling all black folks Caesar, like y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, Ken. I, I think I'm I'm with people on this man. I think I might have to I might have to give him a pass on this man. I, I, I didn't. You know, I wasn't one of the sensitive people that was getting all up in my panties in the brunch just for him saying that. So I think for him coming from the country he comes from, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think he really meant it in that way, man. But you go ahead, Ken. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before, before, because, you know, Ken, Ken got those uh, preacher roots, so he, he got to go last. Um, I I didn't see it live. I saw it, you know, I, I got wind of it this morning. I saw the tweet from our Twitter account. Um. His apology was enough for me. I don't know Steve. I don't know Stephen Adams personally. I know he's not from here. Uh, do I think he's racist? I don't know Stephen Adams well enough to think that he's racist or not. Uh, given the fact he's not from here, I can't assume that he's not racist. But I, I, I don't know. So his apology was enough for me. Um, I, I think it was. You know, he apologized. He said it was. You know, something he said out of context and you know the cultural differences. I got no problem with it. I just I remember. You know, in the in the mid '80s, um, great man by the name of Howard Cosell. If you if you anybody who's in sports media knows who Howard Cosell is, Howard Cosell was a god. And there was a broadcast on Monday Night Football, and he referred to a Washington wide receiver uh, by the name of Alvin Garrett as a little monkey. Yeah. And now that he got works. fired for it. I mean, like, and if you and I, I was fortunate enough to meet Howard Cosell once in my lifetime. If you ever met him or been around him, there's, there's, there might not have been anybody in the 80s or in the 70s that did more for sports culture as far as for black people that wasn't black than Howard Cosell. 
And for him to be railroaded and run out of his job because of a slip of a tongue, I don't think he meant it by any stretch of the imagination. That being said, you can't call black people monkeys. I mean, you just can't. So you can't call anybody monkeys. But, you know, in this case, no, I don't think Stephen Adams should be fine. I don't think he should be lambasted, you know, by the public or whatever. He issued an apology. I don't think the Warriors have an issue with it. His teammates, more importantly, don't have an issue with it. If they're cool, I'm cool. It's all good. I don't have a problem with it. I think he's learned his lesson. Yeah, and I think also his teammates probably. I'm pretty sure his teammates was probably like, "Yo, man, like, I, you know, I, you know, the black ones was Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green probably put him to the side. It was like, yo, you know, kind of put him up on game. You mean and like you, you mean said, Russell and KD? Huh? I said you mean Russell and KD? I mean Russell. I'm sorry. Yeah, Russell and KD. I'm pretty sure they, you know, put like, yo, man, uh, that that ain't gonna fly. So and like Kyle said, he went out and issued apology right away. So I, I don't know. I think. It was just a misunderstanding on his end. I don't, you know, there's no way he could know that that was no sort no, of racial. I don't think it, when he's, I, there's no way. I, I don't know. I just, I don't think so. And then, and then keep in mind, it was said on national TV. So it wasn't right. like, you know, right. You know, if he had said it wanna, in a, you don't want to bring that on his apartment on like that. Right. Yeah. I don't think he want to bring yeah. that on his apartment. If he pulled a Donald Sterling and said it in the privacy of his home, that might be a little bit different. Exactly. But the context in which it was said, exactly. and where it said, I, I got no beef with it. So, exactly. Ken, Ken, what about you, man? What's your thoughts on it? Well, you know, I'm pretty sure Stephen Adams isn't the first person to actually think that. <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm sure oh, that's some other people in the stands talking about. Oh, of course. Look at them little monkeys go up and down the court. Look at them hang on the <laughs> rim. <laughs> Look at them dribble that ball. <laughs> you're stupid. Uh, yeah, you stupid, man. He is dead. He is dead. He is really dead. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Nah, man, it was, you know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, are we going to do this? I'm like, not Steven Adams. Nah, man, he... he Nah, he, he it was it was obviously an accident. He didn't mean that. He was searching for a word. He couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. um, right. And and I guess monkeys. The first thing that, that came <laughs> I don't. I wonder how monkeys the first thing come to your mind, but that's another story. Well, according to Answers.com, there um there are no monkeys, <laughs> you know, native to New Zealand. So I don't know where he. I don't know where monkeys came from. <laughs> so. You know, it's it just, and that's why I titled the show Quick Little Monkeys, because, you know, it's funny. You know, not everything, this is a classic example, not everything has to be racist. No, it's I mean, not. So it's we're going to talk about it, bring it up, because that's just what we do. But is this a situation where we need to invest a lot? Like, it's it's fun to have a quick conversation, but he, he definitely, you're not playing on a basketball team with Ibaka, you know, Westbrook, Durant, and stuff like that, and, and that's the type of attitude that you're gonna have um, on the cover. So, so now nah, I don't, I, I don't think he meant anything by it. I didn't even like when I saw it. I was like, oh okay. And then I heard the clip. I was like, oh okay, that's that's not bad. And I'm glad that no one's really making a, a lot of it. You know, he's he's not from here. He's not from here, and and he didn't know that that term, uh, it, you know, can have derogatory. Um, ramifications to follow it. So, you know, all is fine. Even I, I don't even honestly think he even had to apologize. I don't even think he meant anything malicious by it. Um, 
But, you know, I I just think that, you know, there are people in the stands that think that <laughs> that's all that's all I'm saying. That are not like Steven Adams. Uh like some owners of the team. Right, uh, right. Early. But uh but anyway, man, now nah, you know, it it was it was fine. It was cool, man. I'm let's let's just stay on the game. We don't need any of this side drama or anything like that. Um we have a great game going and let's just not interview Steven Adams anymore. How about that? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, I think I think he's he's probably done. He's done enough. He, he's probably won't be interviewed anymore. Um, speaking of comments, man, um, the the four of us as a collective have not talked about this because I think it happened late last week. Uh, obviously, you know, we talked about Curry last week uh, winning the MVP. Uh, your boy LeBron James decided to chime in on his thoughts on Curry winning the MVP. Uh, he started off his commentate commentary by saying that, um, you know, Steph was deserving of it. You know, he thinks without a doubt he should have won the MVP. Now, keep in mind, LeBron finished third in MVP voting behind Steph and Kawhi Leonard. I thought it was fourth. Uh, did he finish fourth? I thought he finished third. I thought Russell finished third. I can look it up. Um, anyway, uh, the... So LeBron was asked, you know, to be honest, I don't even know if LeBron was asked. LeBron volunteered the information by going on to say that when you talk about his quote was, when you talk about the word valuable, uh, that could mean that that gives a different meaning. So, you know, that's another discussion. Some shade towards Steph Curry. Um, B, what did you think about LeBron's comments? Was he low-key hating or was he giving Steph props? Uh... Oh man! Oh, according to the chat, LeBron finished. I think LeBron finished third. I about to say, was he jealous? You know, or was he? I look it up. Maybe, maybe was he picking back off of um uh, Herd's comments? You know about you know. I think I showed it to uh, I showed it to FIFO too as well. Um, you know what what Kyle Herd said. Colin Kyle Herd said. Mm-hmm. About, you know LeBron being the most valuable player, and you know Stephen Curry. What he said, I forgot what he said about Stephen Curry, but I, you know, it was LeBron hating. I, I don't know. I think he was just really just saying his opinion. I mean, you could say if he was hating because they both in the same field, you know, both playing basketball, and you know, LeBron won MVPs multiple times. But I wouldn't really say he was hating. I mean, I don't know why he would say that and bring his attention to himself like that. You know, just focus on the playoffs. Don't worry about who won MVPs and who should have won MVPs and stuff like that. I don't know. It seems like, is it me? or I don't remember other players commenting on stuff like that. Like, right. if Jordan won MVP, I don't remember them asking Carl Malone or, or, <laughs> right. or Elijah. Like, Yo, so who you think, you know, it's just like, I don't know, man. It just, why, why? Why should it matter what, what LeBron thinks? I mean, he's not the MVP. Stephen Curry is the MVP. So why? Why does it care? Why are we talking about this? So Right. That, that's what I think about it. Uh, I, I don't think he's per se. I just think it was stupid for him to state his opinion. He should just be like, next question, you know, it, it should be focused on the playoffs. He's trying to get a ring for Cleveland. What, what about you, FIFO? Uh, your thoughts on LeBron's definition of most valuable, or valuable, I should say. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm with B. You know, um, I think he was just stating his opinion, and, and, and I think it's a valid opinion. Um, I just think, you know, we live in a different era. Like, social media 
has evolved or just right. media in general. What we ask players has evolved because we're more into them now. So we want to know opinions versus how it was back then. Back then, like Michael Jordan said, nah, next, whatever, it wouldn't cause a stir. Now mm -hmm. you have some of the biggest athletes say next. People, like that's a bigger issue than them answering the question. So I think he was stating his opinion. I think it's definitely valid because if you look at the word valuable, right, and in, in, in most valuable to his team, the most valuable player of the league or the most valuable to his team, like in what context are we using it? Like how, how do you justify most valuable player? I think it's a valid question, right? Because if you're most valuable to your team, I think is by far LeBron. If LeBron doesn't play on this squad, they, they, they're a playoff team, but they're not a championship team. They're definitely not a championship team. You know what I'm saying? But Golden State, on the other hand, without Steph, I think can make the Western Conference Finals without Steph. I think they're that good without Steph. Now, can they win? I, I, I doubt it because they don't have that special it factor, that, that sprinkle, that seasoning on top, the cherry on top. They don't have that. That's what Steph is. But I think that they're a better team with, you know, um, without Steph than Cleveland is without LeBron. So right. I, I think it's valid. And, and, and I think LeBron, how can we chastise somebody for being open and honest every time you ask him a question? I, I think that, that that's the thing that bothers me the most, how, how we criticize LeBron for being honest. So you want a guy that's going to lie to you, just be politically correct or not answer the question? I'd rather LeBron be LeBron. I, I Look, just be you, bro. If you want to answer the damn question, answer the damn question, man. Answer the damn question. Because I think it's extremely valid. He ain't come with no haterism. Because he's 100% right. You go 73 and 9, you average 30 points, you, you don't even play 35 minutes a game? You damn right. Yeah. He deserves the MVP. Yeah. He deserves it. He broke a, a, the three-point record. He put it in the stratosphere. He's the best player on the best team. <laughs> best player on the best team. He earned it. But come on, man. I look, man. Let, 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 it. I think it's irrelevant. I don't. I don't even know why we talking about. Because LeBron opened his mouth. <laughs> Here's my take, and and I agree. And then I, I slightly disagree a little bit, people. And I'm going to tell you why. I think LeBron, his given Curry props, I agree with everything he said 110%. I think where when he went into the definition of valuable, I think there's some, there's some animosity, and maybe not even animosity towards Curry. I think that there's some animosity towards the guys that fit, the guy in particular that finished ahead of him, Kawhi Leonard. Um, but I think you, you got to keep in mind, man, this guy won four MVPs, right? And you could make a case that he probably could have won another two. So this was never a discussion when he was winning MVPs. Why are you bringing it up now? I mean, LeBron, and here's the thing that people tend to because forget. Because he's unanimous. And hold LeBron up, hold up. Some type okay, okay, okay. okay. And, and I, that, that, was, that, was my, that was my, that was my okay. next point, people. LeBron, one year finished. One vote shy of being the unanimous MVP. One writer, I think he was from Boston, voted for Carmelo. Just because Curry was unanimous, I mean, and people say, well, you know, Curry shouldn't have been unanimous. Jordan never. That has nothing to do with Curry. You have to look at the totality of what the voters. Now, I wish it was a situation where MVPs and former MVPs had a vote too as well. But 
if LeBron wants to be mad at anybody, he probably should be mad at those Cleveland writers that didn't give him a first place vote. Is he the most valuable? Yes, he's the most valuable player. Is he the most outstanding? Yes, he's the most outstanding. And you're right. If you take Curry off of the Warriors squad, no, they're not the best team in the NBA. They don't go. They don't win 73 wins. But they, they but they. I mean, Cleveland is a lottery team. Well, not only a lottery team in the East, but they're not as good, obviously, without LeBron. But again, for a guy who won four MVPs, this was never part of the discussion. So don't make it a part of the discussion now. I'm, I'm, I'm about tired of, and I love LeBron, but I'm about tired of his passive aggressive ass with these videos and the, you know, the way he kind of froze out Kevin Love. That part of LeBron, I don't like, cause that's corny to me. You're, the, you're the man. You're the guy. You ain't gotta be corny. You know, so it, it kind of, and then he made the comment about um, Terry Stotts winning Coach of the Year. I totally agree with him. I thought, I didn't think Steve Kerr should have won Coach of the Year. But at the same time, bro, keep your name out my mouth. Why are you talking about the Warriors? No, and see, again, people, I wouldn't have a problem if these were questions that were asked. But I watched those those question sessions, and nobody asked him the question. These, This is information he's volunteering. That's the only beef that I have with LeBron. LeBron's the most passive-aggressive, whiny superstar that we've ever seen. And that's corny, and he's too good to be this corny. And I and I, and I, bullshit, I, I BS you not, I would tell LeBron this if he was standing right next to me. He is too good to be this corny. And it sounds like, you, like you're jealous. Don't be jealous, bro. You got your squad. You got your team. We heard the, the comments at the All-Star break. I wouldn't mind playing with my three best friends. Man, shut up. You got two all-stars at you, and you're going to cakewalk into the Eastern Conference Finals. What more do you want? I mean, like I, like I said, I, don't get me wrong. I, and you guys know, I've been on here defending LeBron for the last six or seven years. But I'm about tired of this passive-aggressive stuff, man. Just if they ask you a question, yes, I would not mind his answer. But one thing, needs, especially now, like you said, people in the social media era, one thing you have to understand is that when you when someone asks your opinion, you know, you're going to get it from both sides. You know, I, I hear people, columnists all the time say, well, we want athletes to be, you know, political and get involved in stuff. Yeah, you want to hear that until they until they say they're going to support somebody that you don't like. You know, until LeBron says, well, I'm supporting Trump. Now he's now he's the worst person in the world. But you want him to be political. You can't have it both ways. And that's all I'm saying to LeBron. You can't have it both ways. If this was never part of the discussion during your run at, at four MVPs, don't make it a part of the discussion now. That's all I'm saying. And if he was asked that question and he gave that answer, I wouldn't say anything. But he's volunteering information. That I have a problem with. That's just me. Ken, your take. Well, um, I think it's all about framing. And and that's really what it comes down to, you know, how are you going to frame the MVP discussion? Are you going to take it literally? You know, are we going to word it differently? You know, outstanding player, you know what I'm saying? So we all know if you take LeBron off the Cleveland Cavaliers, they, they are a lottery uh, team, Kyle. Um, you know, and, if you, and Curry's team will probably still win a whole bunch of games. Right. They, have, um, they, they just play better as a team. Um, so as far as value to his team, you know, yeah, LeBron is more valuable to his team. He is the most valuable player, you know, on his team. Um, but was he the most valuable player in the league this year um, on a team that didn't versus a guy that won 73 games? 
Uh, no. But I think it's just all in the way that it was worded. Do I do I think he was throwing some some low key shade at at, at Steph? Uh, slightly, yeah, I do. But you know, um, and and it's unfortunate because everybody's in here having this discussion about what's what's the valuable player, and you can argue both sides. And, and right, you can. This conversation conversation a little bit, you know, annoying because you know it's like, well, you kind of right, and then you kind of. You know, so it's just like, you know, it is, you know, whatever. Um, just to kind of go back to what either B or FIFO said, um, Scottie Pippen said that Carl uh, Malone may have won, you know, most uh, valuable player in, in the league, but Michael Jordan was still the most valuable player to his team. You know, Jordan didn't say it, mm-hmm. though. Uh, and I think this right. was after the finals was over. So for me, if LeBron want to really go out and, and prove his worth, beat him. Beat him in the finals. Yeah, and, that's true. And, and you know what? I, I think, too, Ken, is that, and FIFO kind of touched on it, too. I think LeBron's numbers are so crazy that, you know, it's almost like, remember how we got to the point with Shaq and Kobe, you know, in their dominance? Like, we just, I mean. Expected. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's you perfect. Expected. You expected 27, 7, and 7. I mean, it's not special. It doesn't feel special anymore. Exactly. It's, but it is. It really it is. is when you think about it. It is. Yeah. It truly is. It and truly is. What is this? A six or seven straight final? What yeah, the hell, that's man? unheard of. That's Come unheard of. Come on, man. That's Come unheard on. of. Like it goes that's through over. you. And, and you know what? Like okay, with, with MJ, you knew it was the Bulls. Like with LeBron, it like it comes through me. It mm-hmm. like that's crazy as hell, man. That's crazy as hell. Two franchises, six or seven straight finals, man. Come on, bro. That, wow. that, that's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. And uh, at the time of this recording, the uh, Cavaliers are playing the uh, Toronto Raptors. Should I say they're they're in a game with the Toronto Raptors? They're not really playing. Uh, the Cavs up by almost twenty uh, at, in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, let's move on to the. Uh, well, I guess we, well, you know, I guess we can talk about this because we haven't talked about this series. Um, Ken, your thoughts on this series? Uh, how long do you think? Because we haven't gotten our predictions. How long do you think it's going to go? Uh, you know, I, you know, I asked on Twitter because nobody was giving uh the Raptors a, a shot at this at this game, and you know, I didn't think the Raptors could really really compete the way with the way they struggled against um um Miami Heat and the way they were banged up. Granted, Valuciannis, whatever his name was, he was out too, but um, but they just don't have outside of Lowry and DeRozan, the, the rest of the pieces just are not there, man. And and it's you know it's, it's showing the Cavaliers, them them dogs are hunting, and you know they they're they're sending a message tonight. And if I was wow. them, I would continue to try to beat them down to basically show them they have no shot. Those mm-hmm. two two out of three you won in the regular season means absolutely nothing. And this is what you're gonna expect every single night you step on the court, kind of like what they did to Atlanta last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know that you just ran up against a superior opponent, and right now that's what we're seeing. Can they could do this when they get to Toronto? We'll see. The games may be a lot, a lot closer. And I, I just, I also have a rule, man. Game ones mean little to nothing. You know, it's, uh, game twos are the ones that you really have to start judging a series because that's when they make the adjustments. That's when they fill them out, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll we'll see from there. But um, I. 
I would like to see believe that Toronto would put up more of a fight. I thought that would be the case coming in this game, but the way Cleveland is manhandling these boys, I don't know, man. Now they're shooting seventy percent. So you're going to blow out anybody shooting at 70%. So what happens right. when there's some regression and you're not hitting those shots, you're not playing off the momentum. So um, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens uh, with that. But, you know, I, look, man, I, can I say something? Go ahead, go ahead, man. Because I'm tired. Look, they're reviewing the call again. Now, Kevin Love just got a flagrant Please. foul for – Basically trying to understand this, get man. position, and the guy was like all up in his face, and they, you know he hit him with the elbow. It's like it's not intentional, and they called a flagrant on that. This NBA, I'm gonna say it again, is soft. You soft, don't care dude. If you want to blame the, ref, the, the, the 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 rules or whatever. You blame the league implementing this. You can if you want to, but they're affecting the players themselves. These guys are sitting here. They're not even looking to shoot. They're looking to get a call. Every single damn call to the head is being reviewed. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. It, it's and it's slowing the game down. It is. That shouldn't have been an offensive foul, but if you want to call it, fine. It shouldn't have been a flagrant. It's. It, it, I don't know, man. It's, it's starting to really frustrate. Oh, man, just good hard playoff basketball. Yeah, just right. like the foul they called last night against uh Bogut. I mean, he just he caught um yeah. right in the face. Right. It was just. Yeah, it was an inadvertent elbow, man. I, yeah, that was whack too. It's hard, man. It was it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to watch, man. Cause I, and I know we came from a different era, and I know that the NBA doesn't want to see NBA Finals, you know, with the score seventy-two to seventy. I know, I know that they want to see them get up and down the court, man. But it's almost. I mean, like football don't even have this many replays, man. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. You know what it is? I, I, I think the problem with the rules is that you, you made it not fair for the defense. Like, you cannot right. put th- – this right here, when a player is dribbling, this all you can do? I can't get up on you? That's – that's no, nah, man. I, I think you have to give some advantages to defenses. You have to be able to – you got to feel my body on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be roaming freely. And I think that's the problem. That's the problem. But I agree with Ken. It is the NBA is soft in terms of the league, not 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 the right. not the players. The players are not soft to me. But when the league is soft, you condition players to be soft. Right. Mm-hmm. To expect calls. You're conditioning the the flopping. You're conditioning all of that stuff. But when you make them play through and be like, yo, that's not a foul. You gotta play. Oh, okay. They they will adjust. They will adjust, and I think that you you gotta let them be a little bit more physical. Not saying just let it go, you know what I'm saying, too far. But but come on, man, basketball is a physical sport. You go out there on 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 the playground where me and B hooping, it get physical out there, man. We play as it's supposed to most times in the NBA, dudes. I think. Yep, true story. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because the fans, we want to see, you know, we want to see the competitiveness. We want to see, I mean, and yeah, a guy is going to get hit. He's going to have nothing short of you taking somebody out or taking them out of the air or something like that. I mean, there's such thing. I mean, like the, the what was it? The Knicks of the 90s invented the, the no layup rule in the playoffs. Like they just had a rule. Like they weren't going to give up any layups. 
it doesn't mean that they were going to put you on your back. It just means that if you were going in the lane, they were going to foul you. It was going to be a hard foul. You probably weren't going to end up on the ground, but it was you're just going to have to earn your two at the line. And I think, you know, and I understand they want to clean the game up ever since the brawl at the Palace, but still, I mean, it's just, it's, it's frustrating to see everything scrutinized to the point where you, every single foul, you run into the monitors. We need to go check with New York to see what that, what kind of foul that was. Come on, man, get out of here with all that. It's My crazy. Uh, no, no. It's, it's um, I, I, my, I'll keep mine short. I, Cleveland wins in sweep. I don't think Toronto's gonna win one. Damn. I That's think cool. I think they gonna get one game. They, they're a good home team. They play good at home, so I can see them definitely probably getting one. Rather, if it's, rather if it's game three or four, they gonna get they gonna get one game. You think so, B? Yeah, I think they'll get one. They, they're a good home team. I, I can see them getting one. What about you, FIFO? What was that? I'm sorry. I missed the question. Uh, how, how do you think the series is going to play out, this series? Cleveland and Toronto? Mm-hmm. Uh, at most, a gentleman's sweep. Dang. At okay. Most, at most. And I really think it's a sweep about to happen. I really <laughs> yeah, say the same thing. Because, look, man, there's no way, there's no reason why you should go seven games against Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's if, if you're that good, Miami shouldn't have took you seven. Uh, Cleveland gonna make short work of these of these boys because uh, I, I don't think Demar ready. Uh, Kyle Lowry has proven. You know them two guys right there. Man, I I just I don't understand when I watch it. I, I just I really don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, and Cleveland looks like a well-oiled machine. They look like they know what it takes. Everybody's ready. Kyrie is Kyrie right now. Uh, the real Kyrie, the healthy Kyrie, the Kyrie that everybody knew he could be. LeBron is playing at, 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 you know, where his athleticism is on a slight decline, but his mental game just makes up for the little bit in decline. You got K-Love playing the best basketball he's played in Cleveland right now. You could tell that there's an energy to the ball movement, to how they're playing. Everything looks like it's copacetic in the locker room. Tyron Lue out here flexing. You know what I'm saying? Everything looked good. <laughs> it looked good, man. So, so, so these boys right here, man, they are ready to compete against anybody. I think when they play Golden State in the regular season, they got blown out the way they did at home. I think they really took that to heart, and I think they understand – what is going to be waiting for them, regardless if it's OKC or Golden State. Um, and, and, and you can see it. You Like, that's the beauty about sports. When somebody is ready, the eye test is undeniable. And these boys, they ready. They ready. They ready. They ready to go, they, they ready to go seven games with anybody. Yeah, I think it's um... – it's. I hope it's a series. I hope it goes, you know, further. But I just, I don't, to be honest, I would have liked to have seen a, a healthy Miami. Um, shout out to Chris Bosh, man. I hope Chris Bosh, excuse me, is able to come back. Uh, he was obviously ruled out for the playoffs, uh, and there's speculation that Bosh may or may not ever be cleared by Miami's doctors. So that's something to take a look at uh, going forward. Um, uh, before we went on the air tonight, the NBA draft lottery was held uh, as far as the selections. 
once again, the, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers have the number one pick. Uh, I think the uh, – who is the pick in second? The Lakers is picking second, and third will be the Boston Celtics. B, your thoughts on the on on um, the Sixers? Is it a foregone conclusion that they're going to take uh, your boy Simmons? Probably, <laughs> probably. And he gonna be pissed off because I remember I sent y'all that link earlier today. Yep, yep, yep. About him wanting to get drafted to the Lakers so he can have a a big shoe deal or whatever because he's in a big market city. So it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen if they just gonna you know be like, all right, if they're gonna agree with Lakers, say, hey, you pick up Ingram, we get. Simmons or or Philadelphia is like I don't care we getting the best player available at one and it's gonna be Simmons so it's gonna be interesting man but my thing is you know what I'm saying like it's a privilege to play in the NBA so I, I'm like like man up suck it up whoever drafts you you should be there be ready to come come to work play hard as you can and contribute to your team you know there's enough of all this oh I want to play for this team I want to play for that team I want to play for this team like man up whoever drafts you. Play for them. If you end up getting traded let, down the line of your career, then fine. But don't 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 be requesting for demands already. And you know you haven't even stepped foot on a professional NBA court. You might not even make that transition to the. You might not make that transition well. You might be one of the guys that might that might be a bust. So I I don't like that demand stuff. Like I want to get picked by this team or that team. Just man up and play ball when you whoever whoever drafts you. Rather you get. Pick one overall or third overall or fourth overall or whatever. Just be ready to play. I agree. I agree. What about you, Ken? Um, hi, I know we, we got some time before this actually happens, but how do you see this thing going? Man, I really don't know um, because, you you know, you look at uh, what Philly has already, over for Embiid, um, Noel. They can't play Noel and – Okafor together. Embiid is apparently supposed to play this year. He ain't gonna play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's when up? Is, is, is Embiid ever gonna play? He's playing. Ray, I think mean, so. Hey, Ken. What, what? One other person you're forgetting, Dario Saric. He's coming back. He's coming this year. Got drafted two years ago. Oh, okay. So six what, ten power forward. You know, do you get Simmons, who's supposed to be the next LeBron? Look. Hell at yeah. This is a damn shame. Or do you get? Do you feel your, your need? Ingram is pretty nice. You need a point guard. It's not as nice. What do you do? I, 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 somebody got to go, man. I think they got to trade somebody. But um, I think at this, what what the Sixers has has shown historically is that they take the best player available. Right, right. now, Simmons projects to be that guy. I think they're gonna take him, which would leave. Then what do you do if you're the Lakers? Because you know, you they they believe so much in D'Angelo Bustle. You know, do you? Wow. <laughs> do you go? Do you get? Do you get Brandon Ingram? Or and do you plan on shifting them to the two or the three if you do? I don't know, man. So it's it's going to be really interesting, mainly because both of these teams are looking at players or players are falling. Oh, what a pass! Ooh. Oh, come on! Yeah, boy, put that down. Bismack need to get out of here, boy. He's reckless right now. When he if he's not dunking and blocking shots, he he he, he a wild boy. Monkey ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So I'm I'm 
I'm more interested in the in, in the lottery now that it failed this way because of where players are projected as, as far as uh, their ranks. But um, so yeah, I, I really honestly have no clue, and I just have to continue to read and research. And what do you do if you you the Celtics? <laughs> so man, it's it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be really interesting. But I'm happy for Philly, man. I'm happy they got the number one pick. It paid off finally. Uh, I I think the Sixers will find a way to mess this up. I <laughs> I just I, I don't have any faith. How can you go wrong, man. though, Kyle? I mean, you you know what, Ken? You're right. You can't go wrong. But I mean, the Sixers is just and 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 I tweeted it. I was going back and forth with our boy Q Six Man from uh, off the bench, and I was I said it in a jokingly manner, but like this like it's frustrating to see because if you if you come up when I came up, like the Sixers were actually great. Growing up in the 80s, and you know they had a nice little run when, when Bubba Chuck was there in the 90s, but you know I've seen in the early 2000s. But it's just like I, their organization, like something's not there. I mean, they had Okafor this year, you know he had his trouble on and off the court, but I don't know, man. I just for somehow something tells me that they will find a way to mess this up. Now, like you said, Ken, you really can't, you shouldn't be able to mess this up between Ingram. And uh, nah. and uh, Simmons, Kyle, but you know, let me put you up on game, Kyle. Put me up put, on game, man. Let me put you up on game, man. You got to remember who they hired. Who they hired, bro? Colangelo, Mister. Give me a mess. I'ma clean it up and set you up for 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 your future endeavors, Colangelo. That's the Colangelo they got, and that's what they're about to do. Look, man, Colangelo isn't gonna sit on all these big men. He's not gonna sit on all these guys. He's gonna make moves. So He's who do you think gets moved? Team. Because somebody somebody's gonna have to get moved, right? Exactly. You keep Okafor because you know what Okafor is, right? I think you try to move Embiid and Nerlens. You try to move those guys, or you know, depending on what you feel their health status is, you can look at uh, moving Okafor because he might bring in more trade value. If you okay. think that Nerlens and Embiid are healthy enough to compete and finally play in their or at least in Embiid's rookie season. You know what I'm saying? So 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 I, I don't know. Obviously I'm not in the inner workings and brass of the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm looking at it from an outsider <laughs> Somebody but, in the chat said they're gonna they're gonna hire Chip Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know <sighs> I, I definitely think that oh man that the that this Philadelphia squad is gonna get it right. They're they're gonna get it right. They're 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 gonna get it. They got the right guys in the front office. And I don't you know, if you don't know this about basketball, you don't have you're not gonna have a good team until you have a good front office. The front right. office comes first. And, and if you don't know that in terms of one-on-one building an NBA team, then you know what I'm saying you 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 are just a a bystander in basketball. You just you just like the game. You're not you're not a, in it like I am or like how dead in sports is. So you know you you got to get the front office, and, and and that's what they did first. No doubt, no doubt. So we'll see what happens, man. It's uh. We got some time coming up before the draft, and obviously they're going to have the pre-draft camps and and things of that nature. Um, uh, oh snap! <laughs> the uh, I just lost my camera. The um, the Spurs, man, just 
got knocked out, obviously, by OKC. Of course, there's a lot of talk, even though it has not been officially stated, uh, that it's possible to, man, that we could have seen the last of Tim Duncan. Uh, Beasy, man, if you're Tim Duncan, what do you do? Do you shut it down or do you try to come back for another season? Shut it down. Just go ahead and call it a career. Um, at this point, you don't – well, at least in my eyes, or even in the eyes of truly basketball fans, you have nothing else to prove. You know, um, you will go down as, you know, pretty much like the greatest power forward to ever play the game. You know, until we just get some other freakish athlete power forward to do some crazy stuff for, you know, almost 20 plus years. So, but yeah, Tim Duncan, just go ahead and hang it up. You know, it was just, it was, it was games where it was just like, damn, like you saw how bad and how, how, how the age is, is wearing and tearing on, uh, on Duncan. So, you know, let's let him go out. Let's salute him. I mean, you know, He's not the type of player that's going to go through the whole tour thing like Kobe. Right, I, right. I can definitely see him doing a press conference after the NBA Finals is over saying, you know what, I'm retiring, I'm hanging it up. I will not be returning for the 2016-17 season. So, But, yeah, I really think he needs to hang it up because he shows some times where I was like, uh, just even Ken, I, I, I think Ken tweeted at one time, was like, Duncan, just walk away. And I was like, <laughs> I, agree. I, I agree with him. Like, just – Go ahead, hang it up, man. You know, it's it's you don't want to just really just look like that super scrub, you know, out there on the floor. Just go ahead, hang it up, man. You had a wonderful, hell of a career, a hell of a career. I mean, many many people can argue that you was the best player of your era, besides you know, except for you know, besides Kobe. Or if not, you were the player and Kobe was number two, or either or you can switch either either one of those two guys out. You can make that argument, but yeah, hang it up, Tim Duncan. I mean, you you. What else? What else can you? What else can you prove or show me that you're going to be a first battle hall of famer and the best power forward that I've ever seen play the game? No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? Uh, Tim Duncan, man. Uh, if he comes back for his next season, it will be season number twenty. Uh, he's he's told uh, Greg Popovich as well as his teammates that he would not play the game if he were a quote unquote hindrance. Uh, what do you, what do you think happens with Big Tim, man? I think I think it's really 50-50. Um, there were times where, you know, look, man, you you that damn old, man. Look, I'm not even that old. And, and on the court, at times, I feel like I'm super old. You know what I'm saying? I played two days ago, and, and, and I'm in certain parts of my body still hurt. So, I you know, I can only imagine. But here's the thing, right? Like, he could retire and, 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 and not do the whole Kobe thing because, you know, that's not his personality. And I agree with B. He, if he's going to retire, it's probably going to be right after the finals or whatever. Uh, but I think he could come back. I just think he has to be at a reduced role. He's no longer a starter. I think he's a bench role player, 10 to 15 minutes a game. That's it because what he still can contribute is invaluable. And I think it could still bring value to a championship-level team. So I think, I think he could still compete. I think that he could still bring something to the squad. But I think Pop and, and, and San Antonio have to look at their old big three and bringing them guys off the bench as role players only. You guys are getting eight minutes. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you might not play. You know what I'm saying? You might be active and not, not and might not play. And I think that they need to upgrade certain positions. But I think if they wanted to, I think that they, they've shown that they could still compete at a high level. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't think they have to go, but 
At some point, you have to move on. And, and only Tim Duncan knows how his body feels if he wants to go through it again. Um, you know, and, and and either way, like B said, again, I agree, he's going to be regarded as a top two player of his era. He won multiple championships, albeit never back-to-back. Um, but you can't take nothing away, man. Arguably the greatest player at his position to ever played a game. No doubt. No doubt. <clears throat> what about you, Ken? Uh, what do you <laughs> – have your thoughts changed since Saturday? Or you feel still think you should shut it down? The Twin Towers leaning, Kyle. Twin <laughs> like Tower, Tower Pisa. Yeah. Uh, for those you old heads, I mean, you young bucks may not know, David Robinson and, and Tim Duncan were known as the Twin Towers back in the day. Um, it, it's time for the tour, man. It's time to take the tour, baby. It's uh, it's over. I, I'm I'm not like FIFO. I don't want to see him back in a reduced role playing eight to ten minutes. Um, yeah, you be? Uh huh. Yeah. You need to get that beat. B got booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm about to get off look, the show. But Ken, at the same time. If you want to win, that's the role you'll take, and that role is indicative of his salary. No, if I he, feel you. I'm just saying I wouldn't like to see him go out like that. I feel you. you. Know, I, I understand he come in and play eight to twelve minutes of great defense. You know, if you want to put in a defensive lineup, and you know what, to be honest, he 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 got old man game. He can still score around the rim and grab some rebounds, so he still can be effective. In a limited role, it's just I don't I, I just I can't I can't man I can't watch I can't watch Tim play like that man I'm used to Mr. Fundamentals man um, so I I rather him just go in and sit out I rather not watch him at all than to watch him like that but um but yeah it, it, it's time let's let's go in and give it on up Timmy take your five and and call it a day bro here's the thing man I I think he like like he said. I think he can still play at a reduced role. I think he can still play at a reduced role. I think, and, and I think if there's anybody who could play at a reduced role and not, you know, worry about, you know, have their ego get caught up in it or whatever like that, I think it's him. So, you know, I, hey, man, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. If, if he felt like he could come back and, you know, and not be a hindrance to the team. So, I don't know, man. I I don't know, man, and, and we got into it real, real hot and heavy on Twitter about uh, Kobe's career and Duncan's career, which is that that's another discussion for a whole another day. Um, but uh, I, I don't know, man. The sentimental part of me would love to see him come back. I would love to see him come back. So uh, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, just was I think it was yesterday uh, in other NBA news. Carl uh, Anthony Towns was named the NBA. Rookie of the year. Everybody okay with that? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, he was the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly one of the best, if not the best talent. Oh, don't do it to him. You didn't do it. I was to about him. to say. Um, and, you know, in the, uh, in the, that, the man is going to be a force. He got the jumper. He got the post game. He got defense, and he can shoot free throws. He got handles, Ken. He got some and he can guard Steph Curry on the perimeter. He got some handles with it, man. Man, yo, return of the big man. 
And I, I can't help but wonder, man, because it didn't Anthony I mean we could go to Kevin Garnett if we wanted to, but just right now, Anthony Davis isn't he kind of ushering in this new era of big men like that 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 can just got that all around game from all over the court. Yep. Seven feet, just doing whatever. Yep. Now you got Carl Anthony Towns out there doing the same. Man, yeah, I have no issues with it at all. I I can't wait till next year. I want to see. I, I want to see him play more. Yeah, man. I mean, seven, a legit seven seven footer who can shoot threes. Uh, and if you saw the game where they beat the Warriors, I mean, hey, man, he was getting switched out. He was going one on one with. Uh, he was checking stuff on those pick and rolls, on those high pick and rolls, and he was hanging with him. I mean, so. Man, it's 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 tremendous. Uh, quick question from my man Brody in the chat room. Um, thoughts on Chris Bosh's career? Now, personally, I have a running debate with some of my best friends about whether or not Chris Bosh is a Hall of Famer. Um, if this is it, and I hope it's not, but again, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Miami team doctors say they don't know if and when Bosh will be cleared to play basketball. Uh, so the question I want to throw to you guys, and I'm going to throw out to everybody in the chat room here, if it's all said and done, and I'll start first with you, B, is Chris Bosh a Hall of Famer if his career ends tomorrow? Man, if y'all means a Hall of Famer, yeah, Chris Bosh is definitely a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm just, you know I, 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 and I know y'all mean he did, globally did a lot for the game and all that stuff because of China, but still. If you look at if you look at Yao Ming's numbers, let's be real, y'all. His numbers do not scream Hall of Fame. Like his numbers, you look at his numbers, you know, you you're not gonna be like, you know what? That's a that's a that's a Hall of Famer. And if he's all your <laughs> Bosch number, I I haven't looked at it. I don't have his numbers in front. But now, Bosch's numbers are pretty. I mean, relatively speaking, if you look at Bosch's numbers compared to you know, current players that will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, the Kobe's and those guys like that. Yeah. I mean, his numbers are right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yes, he's a Hall of Famer. He is definitely gonna be a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer. If Yao Ming can get in, damn it, Chris Bosch can get in too. And he and he's a two time champion. And he played more years, you know, than Yao Ming. I think Yao Ming only played like what, like eight seasons, eight or nine seasons or whatever. But uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he played eight or nine seasons, his numbers don't even jump. It'd be different if his numbers jumped up. Dang, you know, but no. Right. Chris Bosch is a Hall of Famer. If if you you Chris Bosch not a okay, Hall of just, Famer, then Yao Ming shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I don't, I'm just Just to just to clarify, my 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 argument with my boys was why Bosch wasn't was that I was I wanted to see what Bosch did post LeBron because we knew what he did pre Miami and I wanted to see what he did you know after LeBron and not to say that you know he rode LeBron's coattails because I think LeBron Bosch was an integral part of those championship runs that they had in Miami um, but everybody in the chat room is I, I haven't seen one comment that said that he's not a Hall of Famer so I could be wrong I just I just when I think Hall of Fame, I think like you know of the greats and and B. I guess you're right. If, if you put if you put Yao Ming in, then I guess and Yao Ming had a good run, but I don't think did Yao Ming ever get out of the Western Conference Finals. No, he didn't get out the first round because remember he was on the T Mac squads that was in Houston. Remember T Mac? Yao never got out of the first round. Yeah, remember T Mac never got out the first round. Wow. 
Until he played for the Spurs. Right, but he was like a he was a bench player at that point. I'm yeah. talking about when he was like the man, like when he was that dude. T Mac never got past the first round. Yeah, my man Bang in the chat room said he said y'all deserves Hall of Fame. It's not NBA Hall of Fame. It's basketball Hall of Fame. What he did for the international game, right. what he did for the game internationally, deserved props, and dude could play on top. Um, that's a good point. We got to keep that in mind. It's not just the yeah. NBA Hall of Fame. It's the it's the basketball Hall of Fame. So that would also encompass you know what you did in college too as well. So I mean, Bosch bought in Georgia Tech. Yeah, he did. Ah, I don't know. I you know I, I guess I you know I guess I gotta come around on that one, man. I guess I gotta yeah. come around on that. Time to give it up. <laughs> I, I was saying Bosch was a Hall of Famer before y'all mean made it in. Um, and B has a. But you you're friends with D Wade, Ken. So I mean, you gonna say that? That's your boy. Yeah, dude's career in Toronto. He came to um, Miami. Two out of four rings. Sacrifices game for some rings. And, and when he and and to what you you know your your question about his career post LeBron, right? You can argue that he was the man on that Miami team uh, for the years that he played. He was he was a vital piece uh, for them. So he didn't get a chance. We're not to, we're not more than Dwayne was though, was he? You think he was more the man than Wade? Yeah, yeah. After Up LeBron, until, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. And that was hard for me to swallow, but yeah, Bosch Bosch was the guy. They, <laughs> they ran, they ran. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they ran the offense through, through Chris Bosch. Yeah, they did. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, he 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 was he went back to being the number one guy. And uh, we we just haven't had a chance to see it in the postseason due to health issues. So, uh, but everything else, it, it, his resume is intact. Okay, you know what, y'all y'all may have convinced me, man. I'm not gonna admit this to my boys, but unless they watch this video, because uh, uh, I'm I'm because <laughs> I'm gonna stay with this lie. But um, but yeah, y'all uh, yeah y'all y'all may have convinced me. I mean, and again, nobody in the chat room has said otherwise. So I guess I think we're on to something. Um, real the quick before we get out of here, uh, shout out. Rigged. Y'all stop it. <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew you. Why did I knew you gonna respond to that? <laughs> oh, just. Please. Man, hey, don't y'all get Ken started on Dwayne Wade, man. Oh, and Ryan Boogie, Boogie's still my guy, man. I still, I still take Boogie over Anthony Davis. All right, that's a perfect segue. Taking, speaking of taking, uh, shout out to the homie One Guy to Go on Twitter. You can follow him at one, the number one guy to go. Uh, he posted these a couple of days ago, and I'm gonna, I, I shared a couple of them on Dead End Sports. So you guys tell me which one got to go. I'm going to start first with you, FIFA. I'm going to give you four players, and one you have to take off the list. Like, you, like when I say they got to go, you got to erase them from history. Uh, here are the four players. Carmelo, T-Mac, Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Durant. Who got to go? Carmelo, T-Mac. T-Mac, Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Durant. Who got to go? Uh, T-Mac. Oh, I didn't expect you to say that. Uh, B, what about you? Carmelo, T Mac, Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Durant. Who got to go? Say that one more. Say them. Say them names one more time. T Mac, T Mac, Carmelo, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant. For what? Just general? 
Just, just got to go. One, you got to get rid of one of them. Who got to go? Oh, uh, I say T Mac just off the strength that he never will this team pass the first round as as that guy. Okay. Okay, Ken. What about you? My reasoning. Melo, get get Melo out of here, man. Hey, you tripping? <laughs> Melo got to the Western Conference Finals, <laughs> bro. Get Melo out of here, man. Melo got to the Western Conference Finals. <sighs> Wasn't Melo scoring champ? I, I don't. Uh, did he win a Did he win a scoring title? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but he, he was he was he was the best. He was one of the best scorers in the league for for quite some years. Almost a decade. <laughs> Melo can score any type of way you want him to score. So could T Mac. Not hey, like Melo, man. Yeah, not like didn't have that post game like Melo. Me and Ken never. Me and T Mac did not have a post game like Melo. Me and Melo did. Me and Ken never agree, but I gotta agree, man. Melo gotta get up out of the paint. Man, you tripping? <laughs> you tripping too? <laughs> and y'all know I love When T Mac was the man, when T Mac was the man and had a supporting cast, he still couldn't get past the second round. The only guy he had was Yao Me. No, I remember those boxes, man. <laughs> Cause, cause, oh, um, the, 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 I forgot who was on, who owns the team there. They decided to trade Rudy Gay for Shane Battier. One of the uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, and he couldn't do anything in the playoffs. And they, they needed that third guy on, on that team. Um, and you know, but now nah, Melo got to go, man. Who the Melo? But who the Melo having on different squad? He had Kenyon Martin. But I mean, was Kenyon Martin was that like that third score, second score? Uh, that Denver squad was nice. Who well, else who? he had though? Who else he had? Because remember, uh, I can't remember. He, he he made the playoffs rookie year. Yeah, rookie year. He didn't have as much of a supporting cast as T Mac did, and they both was in the Western Conference. So you can't say, oh, he was in the East or something like that. They both was in the Western Conference. So. All right, I got, I got one more. I got, I got one more. I'm throwing this one. I'm, th- I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this one to Ken first. One gotta go. One gotta go. Somebody echoing. Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, Matt Stafford, or Joe Flacco. Oh, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I'm going to read it one more time. Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, Matt Stafford, or Joe Flacco. What do you say, Ken? Yeah, Joe. Get Joe out of here, dog. You tripping. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. Matthew yo, Stafford. Man, your Flacco hate is unreal, man. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. What you say, B? Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yeah, get Joe Wacko out of here. Man, take off oh, Alex man. Smith's whack ass. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I, Alex Smith got to get up out the paint. Yeah, I got to get out. Yeah, y'all tripping? All, all them other quarterbacks at least got an arm. Matthew <laughs> yeah. Stafford haven't won any big games though. Man, Matthew well, Stafford like doing? he like he like two and sixteen on the road against winning teams. Oh man! Oh my gosh! This is hilarious. This is at least at least some of those other quarterbacks kind of won some big games, you know, somewhat big games of their career at some point. Well, Alex Smith didn't win any. Has Alex Smith won any games? Alex Smith got to the um, he 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 got he took them. Didn't he take uh, San Francisco to the uh, conference finals or something or the uh, uh, NFC before he got hurt? I think I think that was Cap. I think that that was Cap. Cap. 
Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I think that was Cap's team. Yeah, yeah, I think that was Cap's team. Don't sure. you can make it. it was, you it you can make, and I could I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, it was a game for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton probably. It was against the Saints. Andy Dalton could have been. There you go. Andy Dalton could have been. You know, he could have taken the Bengals pretty far last year had he not gotten hurt. Stafford obviously played with Calvin. Flacco has a ring, and Ken wants to get rid of this man. Flacco has the luckiest Super ring in NFL history. Man, get out of here, Ken. You you tripping? Oh man. No, who got the luckiest? Who got the luckiest Super Bowl ring? Trent Dilfer got the luckiest Super Bowl ring, Ken. Man, look, if Chris Harris, I think that was the cornerback. If he didn't think the game was over, and he admitted after the game that he thought it was over, and didn't allow that touchdown. Where the guy just ran past him. It was practice at that point. Flacco you know, wouldn't have even made it to the Super Bowl. Look. Trent Dilfer got the luckiest Super Bowl, man. I could have been on that Ravens squad. We definitely I, 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 I could have quarterbacked that Ravens squad and got a Super Bowl. <laughs> that Raven, that Raven was real. Oh, man. So we we definitely again shout out to the homie uh, at one gotta go. You can follow him on Twitter. I'm I'm gonna see if I can get some more of these for next week's show, man. This is this is always funny. This is always funny because with those those I just I just knew Ken. I mean, be, having to pick between Andy Dalton and and Joe Flacco, I just knew Ken was gonna go with uh Flacco. <sighs> anyway, man, it's it's about time for us to get up out of here. Time for some parting shots. I got a uh, shot. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, sports people, sports world, will y'all please just, just admit it with me. Say it with me. Tiger Woods is done. I've been saying this for, for the past, like, four years. Tiger Woods is done. If you want, if you expecting Tiger Woods to be great again, Tiger Woods is done. Stop it. Just let it go. I even made the analogy when we reviewed Lil Wayne's, uh, like, what was that, the Free Wheezy album? Like, people, it's like the same thing. Like, people want Lil Wayne to have that Carter Three greatness again, and it's not going to happen. He's not going to produce another album like that. He's not going to produce another album creatively on the level of Carter Three. Stop waiting for Tiger Woods to be great. Tiger Woods is not going to be great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. For golfers, people who watch golf who's in the golf as well, just like me, look, Tiger Woods is not going to be great again. It's a wrap. Once hey, the B, mental B, did you see those tee shots he hit? Yes. That, I mean, that I would, that that didn't surprise me. All that was was just like, look, <laughs> no, he's done. <laughs> he is he, Tiger. The red Nike shirt Tiger Woods on Sunday that we see, that's done. You're not going to see that Tiger no more. It's a wrap. Golfers are not even scared of him no more. It's over. Y'all give it up. Just give it up. Tiger Woods is done. Just admit it. Say it with me. Tiger Woods is done. Oh, great, great, great closeout. What about you, Ken? You got a uh, final thought? You know what? I I, I don't, actually. Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, just real quick, shout out to the Undefeated. Uh, they launched. Yes, um, yes. So I'm really interested in seeing that. The only thing I really got to say about that, because I still got to go through that content for a week, is that it's good to see uh, Kevin Williams took over the job from uh, J J Coon Wicklock, and it's uh, I I hope that he does it justice 
And um, and the other thing is this. This is the last thing. I saw that they're giving Whitlock and Cowherd a debate show at six o'clock, competing directly with SportsCenter on Fox. Expect the cooning to begin soon. That's mm, all I got. Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> Any parting shot, people? Yeah. Uh... Mr. Sam Bradford, bro, just <laughs> shut the hell up and play. Like, I, 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 I don't, like, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it, bro. They didn't give you a five-year contract with fifty million guaranteed. Talking about you won't be the starter, and then they drafted Wentz. They gave you two years and twenty-two million, so you could come out here and try to maybe have a career after us, after us. So I, I like just shut up and play for your next team, bro. You get in pay. That's all I got. Uh, my parting shot is to the hometown Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons will be opening a new stadium next uh, football season called the Mercedes-Benz Dome. It was revealed yesterday that the Falcons are dropping prices on damn near everything. Sodas will be two dollars, and they're you know refillable at at any time. Hot dogs will be two dollars. Potato chips are like two dollars. Beer, a twelve ounce beer, be five dollars. So you wonder where the Falcons gonna make their money. Uh, I got a couple of suggestions as some you know some things that the Falcons can cut as far as you know. I mean, it's it's good to drop your hot dog prices, but I got a couple of things written down here. Um, you can make Hennessy uh, two dollars. Uh, you can make uh, pizza fifty cents, and you can make parking three dollars. If you did that, I promise you, I would be at every single game. Trust me. While this is a great deal by the Falcons, uh, those ticket prices ain't going down. In fact, they're going up. So anybody that's season ticket holders, uh, you know, you might want to go to the game by yourself because it's not going to be cheap whatsoever. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks again for checking out another edition of our show. Uh, for Ken, for B, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.